Welcome to New Polity Podcast. Uh, we're here to teach you to rise and grind, to get that bread. Um, to make that cabbage To get stew. that bread, because we know that a lot of you guys are feeling down, feeling like you're being cut out of this economy. Maybe people have told you to learn to code, uh, but don't worry, right? The problem is your lack of motivation, and we're here to motivate you to make that money. We're selling skincare products. I have some <laughs> in this cup. You'll glow like the sun by wearing this so buy a bunch from us get into debt and sell it to your friends commercialize your relation we're this yep, is right yeah yep, commercialize yep. your relationships commodify your relationships new poly <laughs> we we practice that oh boy sorry <laughs> so we're here to talk about money once more yeah well i think it is kind of funny to talk about money in, in an age when people just lost a lot of it yeah, sorry guys, that's rough. Maybe yeah. the government will give you another thousand dollars <laughs> if you stay in your home. Be sorry, good. I shouldn't be laughing. It was just the worst idea. You know, it was, it was, like that was designated to ensure that the state stayed in power and the wealthy got wealthier. Because once you give people money and then shut down all the small businesses, then where else do you have to spend the money other than corporations? Would I, would it sound disingenuous if I told you that I didn't hadn't thought about that? Oh really? That's what happened? Are you kidding me? <laughs> that sucks. You didn't know that? Are you t no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I joked at the beginning, uh, I mean, God forgive me. I did joke at the beginning of this p p pandemic that um Bezos did it. Oh yeah, because I'm sure his lobbyists flooded DC, ensuring that it stayed down the the longer. Well, there's just the some weird things. Let's not get too conspiratorial here, but let's no. point out that Amazon just became a pharmacy prior yeah, to the delivery of um, good timing on their part. Just a quite incredible timing before yeah. the vaccination comes out, and that the coronavirus just happens to only kill people who probably don't have Amazon Prime accounts. <laughs> It's incredible. Okay, so anyways, we're talking about incredible. <laughs> so we're talking about money today, and I came in a skeptic. I'm still a skeptic. I don't like money. I tend to lose it. We talked about this last time. Yep. Okay. But mm -hmm. what we essentially discussed last time is that there's a Christian moderation of the use of money that keeps it from being idolatrous, mm -hmm. right? And it keeps us spending it. And this is, I think, the crucial point that I don't think anyone actually thinks when they think like, what does Jesus say about money? They think things like maybe give to the poor and maybe don't be greedy, right? And that's true. Yeah. But the point is you've got to burn the stuff. Yeah. You're not supposed to keep it in a box. No. You're not supposed to keep it in a bank account. You're not supposed to think about investments all the time as if the point of money is to make money, which is to make money, which is to make money. It's not the point. That's boring. That's content less. That's a life Without adventure, you might as well die now. <laughs> it's, Christmas, yeah. it's Christmas time. I have the Christmas spirit. <laughs> Just but look at that sweater. You, yeah. this, is my, this is my money sweater. I'm going to try <laughs> to wear this sweater every time we talk about money. Even, even if it's a different conversation. If, if it turns to money, I'm grabbing this thing. Yeah, we'll keep it in a box right it's over a, there in the studio. Yeah. Anyways, so but but what Jesus says is that you've got to spend the stuff, right? And what we kind of devise as our rule for money in that regard is that saving, mm -hmm. saving money is not an end in itself. Oh, it's no end at all. So people primarily today define money as 
a store of value, a medium of, of exchange, mm-hmm. and a w- the last one. Which, what were the first two I named? A store of value. Bro, you're doing the dissertation. Why am I supposed to? <laughs> a store of value, a, uh, a unit of account, a unit and of yeah, medium a medium of exchange. exchange. But the, the latter two, the scholastics fully affirm that it is a sort of measure, that unit of count that, that valuates goods, which has some huge problems that they tried to mitigate, but that's what money did. The other was that it's a medium of exchange. So and they this was part of the reason why they tried to make money as valuable as possible so that it was most akin to barter as mm-hmm. possible. So mm-hmm. that you're trading a real good for a real good. So like gold, beautiful coins. Yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Cattle. The last, but the but the store of value they absolutely and universally condemned as really was a defining feature of money. They said that this was inevitable part. You like a good type of money will is going to be able to hold its value for for a while, something like metal. Um, but this was only a supporting characteristic of money that propped up the two ends of money mm. being that unit of account and being that medium of exchange. But, but following Jesus Christ, they said, of course, of course the end of money is not to save up, to build larger storehouses than we had before. Right. I mean, it's just stupid. Like you would know that if you were talking about anything besides money. Bread. I love this example because people often talk about King Midas and it's like, oh, he had so much gold. He like died of starvation. Well, what if you replaced everything with all his gold with bread? Well, that's too much bread. It'd get moldy. He couldn't eat it all. And it's all it's all kind of silly, too. I mean, everything in life has to have a golden mean into itself. And I think that's Aristotle's point when he's telling King Midas's story, um, because King Midas is a real historical figure, right? You know. These sure. people haven't read Aristotle. I haven't read it. I don't know who he is. Let's not talk about <laughs> okay, Aristotle. Okay, sorry. Gosh, can you imagine a podcast about Aristotle? That would be so boring. I'd rather die. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Um, okay, so we ended our discussion with saying that to use money, you, you don't save. Or if you do, right, it's not for its own sake. It's only for the sake of a known expenditure. Yeah, save up. If you want to buy a building in your dilapidated Rust Belt town, save money for a while, but know that it is for that dilapidated building in yeah. your dilapidated town. and don't lie town. about it. People lie about this all the time where they're like, I am just saving up so that I can do good. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's interesting because I haven't seen you do any good. This is da- this is the, the real fault with Dave Ramsey who has helped with many. Oh, we're naming names. I'm going for it. Dave Ramsey, uh, everybody. Up, Dave. Dave, we have a message for Can you. Can I say something about Dave before we critique him? Oh, oh, no, I want to say something nice about no, him, too. I, I actually really like your get out of debt method. Like, start small. It's a psychological problem that puts you like in debt in the first place. So, you know, build up your psyche, defeat the small debts first, go up from there. I, say, I like that. Can I say something negative? Oh, go for it. Sure. Yeah. Dave, I'm, high, I'm highly skeptical. <laughs> i've never not, been in debt actually i have to admit i'm highly so, skeptical just yeah. as a as a characteristic of my person so that insofar as you're telling me to do things i'm doubtful sorry dave. <laughs> no but he has we were talking about dave's advice so dave's advice what's the, what's the adage his adage is live like no one else now so that you live like no one else later <laughs> I think that's right. 
or well, something. What, what, Dave, what Dave means by that is he's he's advising people to get out of debt. Um, and he's, say, he's saying and something save, like save, this. Save. Yeah, to say yeah. it, right? But his point, because it's a, it's a Christian message, um, or he's attempting to be one, um, is that if you can save now, right? And if you can get rid of your debts now, um, then... Stockpile late, a lot of cash now. Then later, um, you will be able to give... Mm-hmm. Use the term "give" mm-hmm. like no one else. Mm-hmm. Um, you will be you will be able to bless others with your money. I mean, you've heard this sort of talk. I think it's more popular in Protestant circles. Catholics, yeah, are no, more no, no, Catholics fall pray to it too. It. But yeah, no, I think that's right. You do hear it a lot more in, in Protestant circles. And the idea is just generally like, oh, I'm young now. I got to save up my money. Oh, I I just can't wait to be generous when I'm old. But now, when I have my whole life ahead of me, and I don't know what my money is going to be for, then I should just have it so that I have it for anything. Well, right. What, what, what Jacob's saying is like the the trouble with the mentality is that it doesn't build a habit of giving and a habit of spending from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Now, with with habits of soul, we'll do some very brief one on one stuff, right? A habit is a power of the soul, so something that we're capable of, and we build that capacity through action, right? It's so, disposition, if you want to think about it, kind of really simply. It's like yeah. you, you, you are, you have to train your soul to be disposed to doing one thing or another. Right. You brush your teeth every day. You know, at first you're like, I don't like brushing my teeth every day. And then next thing you know, you <laughs> Jacob can't even... learned to brush his teeth last week. That's <laughs> <laughs> and my mommy promises me that yeah. if I keep it up, I won't even know that I'm brushing my teeth in the morning or at night. Uh, <laughs> so weird. That is a weird one. But uh, think about courage, right? Like no one would in their right mind say, save up your acts of courage now so that you can be courageous later, right? You would be like, oh, that's stupid. Because if you're not practicing courage in little things, if you're not practicing courage wherever it comes, how are you going to be disposed to be courageous when you're really called upon to be courageous? You wouldn't have the guts. You would shrink. If if I can't say, okay, I'm going to talk to my neighbor who's being annoying and tell him to please stop. If I can't do that in my young life, how in my later life am I going to be able to face, you know, the firing squad or whatever it is? Absolutely. Or even like take a really probably the like firing hilarious. Squad. Yeah, probably. I'm going by firing yeah. squad. Merry, I think I don't think I'm going to have a choice. Merry Christmas. <laughs> There's you're on fire, man. It's the Christmas spirit. But take even one more like crazy example. Yeah. It's like, how do you think that you're going to actually have the habit of making a free throw? If you if you say I'm just going to save up like practicing right. them later down the down the line, mm-hmm. it's like you're not going to have that. You're going to have to learn that habit later down the line. Right. You just can't do it, and it's not just like it's a game. Like your soul is on the line. Right, right, right. And as Christ says, Which, you ne- you never know. You could die. When you could die. Exactly. That's pretty much exactly You'd his words. you killed by firing squad. We're not going to keep this bit up. I'm done. Um, <laughs> and so this is this yeah. is why it's really important. And so when 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 the guy who's made his millions is, you know, at the end of his life, still trying to make millions, even though he, he's made more money than he could ever spend or even know how to spend, he's going to be, he's going to keel over, over his spreadsheets and die. And we will all unanimously say together... He died doing what he loved. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a really good point because when you say, this is what habits are all about, you are always building up a habit of some kind. It's just either going to be a vice or a virtue. That's right. Virtues are the good habits, vices are the bad habits. So by saying, um, 
you know, save that habit of giving, of spending for later, it's not that you exist in this neutral territory of waiting. And this is one of those, again, I keep coming back to this, but one of the absurdities of liberalism is it keeps on telling us that we can have these neutral spaces where our souls are not on the line Mm -hmm. and where God has nothing to do with it. That's right. It's in politics. It's in the nature of money itself. And here we see it again in this presumably prudent advice to hold off on developing the virtues um, for a later date. Mm -hmm. Now, we can get into why I think people think that's sensible and we can we can discuss those reasons but for right now um what i want to point out is just that the christian is under the obligation everyone is under the obligation to begin right now building the virtuous habits that mm-hmm. are necessary to deal with money i think one of the things that prevents christians from doing that is they don't realize that there are virtues associated with money it, it, it's a it's a particular part of our contemporary world and contemporary philosophy that when when we think of virtue, right, the only thing maybe that we think of when we think of money is generosity, right? right. Like that's the virtue. And yep. then what's the bad thing? It's greed. But when you look back to the medievals, especially with St. Thomas Aquinas, he had a whole thick range of virtues that were... Um, Particularly designated for the proper use of money. Right, exactly. That these yeah. are these are habits of soul powers, capacities that we are obligated to perfect from the moment that we can mm-hmm. act. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And since we're all big boys and we can all act, we should be doing them now, not later. Now, yep. some of these virtues require having the money in order to use them. Yeah. So we'll, so we'll so, talk about that. So there's really five virtues that we want to start with mm-hmm. uh, going through. And today we'll talk on beneficence. But the others are liberality, almsgiving, magnificence, and temperance. Mm-hmm. Temperance is, is only... The others are very much focused on money itself. Temperance, not, not as much. But uh, And magnificence is the only one of the four that actually requires having a lot of money. Mm-hmm. The rest is any, any amount of cash at all. You find a penny, you pick it up, and you are obligated by the virtues. Boom. Or by God to have virtues. And all virtues are is, is God written on your soul. Vir- St. Maximus the Confessor said. Virtues are just a big smooch. <laughs> big smooch from the big guy. <laughs> well, now you're sounding like an evangelical. That's I'm a nice. theologian, actually. That's, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. I like it. So beneficence. Break it down. I hear that you know how to speak... Um, Foreigner language. <laughs> well, beneficence, beneficence comes from a Latin compound word, which only really means do-gooding. Mm. So I think to make it hip with the youth, yeah, we should just talk about do-gooding. Do-gooding. Then everyone on the TikTok <laughs> will dance about it. Uh, so do-gooding. Yeah. What is that skincare thing that you're drinking, actually? Yeah. This is the route. <laughs> this is a route to financial freedom. This is what it is. Any alcohol in it? I don't know, man. That's all right. That's I mean, right. like you, you lock down the nation, right? You give everyone a thousand bucks. Of course, liquor sales are going to go up by seventy percent. Oh no, they ban liquor. I'm just. I mean, this is this is just bleach. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm sorry. Beneficence. Do gooding. Do gooding. Yeah. So 
let's think about this. Um, Every virtue has a vice um, that that opposes it. There's or multiple vices that oppose it. In the case of beneficence, undue gooding, the 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 contrasting vice is scandal. Actually, that makes no sense. Makes a little bit of sense. Right, well, <laughs> think about it like this. Yeah, scandal is a perception of doing ill. Right. And primarily, why is that so dangerous? Scandal is so dangerous because it gives people a, a, a false perception of who God is and what he's like. Mm. So we think about maybe the clerical abuses mm-hmm. that we've we've had to deal with in the church. We've been scandalized by. We've been scandalized by. What does that mean precisely? Yeah. That we people, we see the results of it, people leaving the church, yeah. people hating the church. Why? Because it gave people a false perception of what the church actually is mm. and who God in his ultimate and grand charity is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Scandal is that false perception. And so when we find the vice that opposes, or excuse me, that virtue that opposes that vice mm-hmm. of giving a false perception, beneficence is giving the proper perception of who God is right. and, and what his church is. Yeah, and that makes sense. Every every good gift comes from above, from the Father of lights. Amen. So, do-gooding, beneficare, do well, is actually something that actually demands something positive. Yeah. So, something that uh, I love that you brought up before is the motto of Google, oh, or yeah. the old okay, motto no, no, of Google. No, 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 no. <laughs> I want to I do this part. <laughs> I have so little that I can contribute to the, <laughs> to the money discussion that you have to let me. All right, so Google. It's a little cliche to be mad at Google. It's like being mad at like like the Leviathan. They're just so big. But I'm going to do it anyways. Google, if you're listening. <clears throat> they um, had a had a board meeting where they decided on their motto. Mm-hmm. Early they, days. Early, early days. days. Yeah, early days. And they decided it would be clever to use the motto, motto don't be evil. Um, and they, their defense was that, you know, they saw other companies doing, you know, bad nebulous sort of things and that they didn't want to be like that. But what I think is fascinating about the choice of that title is that it is typically a attempt to avoid the positive, right? So it's a-directional. Right, exactly. Like, it's not saying to be good. It's simply saying to not be evil, right? Now, what the call of beneficence shows is that that is an insufficient motto for a company and also an insufficient way to live because it is not adequate um, to avoid evil. One must actually be good, right? Do good. And in fact, when one tries to live in with this neutral sphere of like, well, we're just not going to do the evil things, right? One ends up actually doing evil. Why? Because there's this thing within Catholic moral theology that we call the sin of omission, right? It is evil to omit the good you ought to do. So Google, in their attempt to have a catchy motto, essentially undoes it within the motto itself. So I liked to translate their motto as Google, be evil (laughs) through the sin of omission. And, what's, and if you look at the history of the company, I mean, this is what happens, right? It's yeah. like they, they set themselves up with this a-directional, non-beneficent sort of 
sort of pat on the butt that sends them forward into the world. And what do they end up doing? Selling our information. They end up enslaving people to addicting pornography and 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 media without and lying about it and totally saying lying Disney about Plus it. is the most searched for term in the U.S. Yeah, not porn, but the um, it's like what, and, what is it? Forty five million. And, I mean, not to mention their yeah, not to mention their um sort of dubious relationship with China and censorship and everything else. It's just like they in setting themselves up as the people that don't do evil end up being evil because they don't have this virtue of beneficence, mm-hmm. which is to have a positive good in mind, to bless others in particular. And this is the way I think that um, the virtue of beneficence is really about being an image of God. Yeah, God is the one who blesses us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He only does good. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for us to like grasp this because all of our examples are broken human people that sometimes do good. But God isn't like that. He's the one that always unceasingly does good. And we are supposed to imitate that. And the reason that it's considered as one of those virtues that moderates the use of money is because it gives, and not just money, wealth, right? Um, But that's an important distinction we'll talk about in a second. Yeah, yeah, but it just just gives it all its positive direction. Yeah. And it reinforces what we've said before, that it is sinful. It is wrong. It lacks beneficence to save money. Mm-hmm. If all you're doing is saving money, right, right, because it doesn't have that positive good. What you're essentially doing is not being evil with your money, right. But as we've already said, like that's totally insufficient. And right. in fact, especially it becomes very clear with money, right? Because what is it to not spend a hundred thousand dollars, right? It's to deprive others of it as a source of wealth. And we even say that about you know what is it? It's scandal. It's scandalizing it, because you hear about these crazy dinners people went out and they spent you know six seven thousand dollars twenty seven thousand dollars on on dinner and you get scandalized by it or you know or use a hundred dollar bottle cooking wine you know and and you get scandalized by hearing you have different friends i've never heard this (laughs) uh and yeah i would be scandalized yeah yeah and so these are uh but but it's not wrong to say you know some people say well you know, we've made that money, so we have the ability to use it how we want. And that's just not how our Christian cosmos is set up. Mm-hmm. You know, God created it in a certain way. If we're not living in accord with, with the way that he created it, then we are actually being unjust, doing ill, yeah, even if hurting you, people. Even if you can technically say, oh, I'm not hurting anyone with, with this... Uh, this lavish expense, or I'm not hurting anyone by not spending this just by saving it up. Um, that's not really the way the economy works. I mean, both our actual economy, but also um, the kind of divine economy. It's like yeah. when you store value and sit on it, mm-hmm. people suffer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, there's a couple of things. Maybe this is going down too far into the rabbit hole, but but I think it's, it. it's worthwhile. I like rabbits. <laughs> Got to get that rabbit. <laughs> Got to get that bread. Go ahead. The first thing is that uh, we talk about trickle down economics, you know, quite a quite a lot, and a lot of people. I never do. I make it a point. I, don't, I... I've heard you talk about it. <laughs> don't lie to my face, right, Mark Barnes. All right, all right, trickle down economics. We 
and the and kind of there's a few different things to say about it. So one is that well, if people spend money, then money really does go around, and that that does happen. And you have all these crazy dudes going out on their yachts, and they're spending I mean how many thousands of dollars every day, and that money does get circulated in in the economy, and and so it does create more jobs, more people are put to work. But you need to think about it like that, about about this, excuse me. What type of jobs are these people getting? Are they jobs that would only ever arise in a liberal economy, in an economy where they're servants, where they're in the service sector, and therefore, just as they sound, where they are servants, where they're not actually owning anything? Um, who, Where does that money exactly go? go is it are they giving it to the same places is it to the middle class which is now becoming more of the upper class how is that money actually distributed and and then the the second thing that you have to think about is is that person's own soul mm. um and this is what you're talking about with the divine economy is that if on the one hand you have a material um inequality that starts to develop and one that is of ownership particularly of owning productive property where you're not slaves to someone else or at the mercy of somebody else, somebody else's spending even. Then on the other side, you have to be able to think, am I actually using my money? Mm. And I think this is an important thing. Like is in the way in which you're separating yourself from money, building up virtue or not. So if we had the first, I mean, just a, in summation, because we're going down in so many different ways, it, so many of these rabbit holes. Our first rule of money, which we talked about in the last podcast, is money is a placeholder, so always know what what it's saving a place for. The second rule of money is to use your money in such a way is that you appear like unto the Lord your God. And the third is give so in such a way that you or use your money in such a way that you become a saint. Right. And that third thing is 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 probably the clincher because yeah. most of us think about what do we what should we do with our money uh, in terms of systems, bigger tax system, mm. the the free market at at hand. Yeah, and the, I, that's so true. And I and I think that it's like it's really sad um, that there is no focus on personal virtues anymore because it leads to the, we talked about this last time this total lack of creativity on the part of the rich. Mm-hmm. Um, who have this money and they, 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 their answer to how to spend it is basically to turn to some system to take care of it for them. So you hear yeah. this on the right, people are like, well, what I spend and how I spend it and where my money goes is totally dictated by the forces of the market. Like I'm just, you yeah, know, yeah. I, you totally remove yourself from any responsibility for your actual use. And you mm-hmm, just say that mm-hmm. the market takes care of my money or on the side of someone uh, more on the left, it's like the government tax should just tax me. Like we right. talked about Warren Buffett saying that. Um, and it strikes me like uh, William Kavanaugh talks about this where he says like, uh, what that does is it just increasingly means that money itself becomes the god of our society Mm -hmm. Um, because we're not actually answering the question of what it's for right Um, we are just thinking about its its distribution as a vague and abstract thing that we aren't in charge of that other systems are in charge yeah so it's it's a god insofar as it exists for its own sake right and that it's in control and we are not exactly yeah and and he says kavanaugh talks about how when there's a recession Mm -hmm. um what do they tell you to do spend money on what 
it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter at all. Just feed the beast the money that it's hungry for to yeah. make the economy move. And this is what's so perverse about a society that disconnects money from the actual personal virtue by which it's for something in particular, yeah. right? Is that you end up with... Um, you end up with a system of value that doesn't actually look at the personal acts that people are doing, right? Yeah. So you could restore an economy and you could get money moving and you can get people back to work and all of those words could be true and you as a wealthy person who's contributing to this through his taxes and through his obeying market forces yeah. can feel good like, oh, I'm mm. making the economy move. And then you can peel it apart and say, okay, so what are we actually doing? And it's like, oh, this is entirely based on porn. We're investing in porn, making porn, selling porn, moving porn. Porn got us out of the recession. And it's like, that's terrible. Yeah. You live in a terrible society. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, but the what money allows us to do is to speak about our actual actions as if they don't matter. Or, or rather, to not speak about them at all. To remove ourselves from it so that we can have a whole functioning economy and a whole world and the classes are all doing their different things. But when you actually get to what we're doing, namely, what are we going to answer for when we approach the throne of Christ right? We can't go to him and say like, oh, don't worry, Jesus, I got the economy moving and rolling and I got us out of that recession and I made a bunch of jobs because he's just going to be like, what were the jobs? What did you do? What yep. did you buy? Yep. What did you sell? Yep. What virtues did you establish? Like that, Those are the questions that matter, but we've created a world in which we can pretend that the movement of money itself is somehow virtuous. I think that's totally right. And even when you take the few, oh man, it hurts even to say this, but the few Christian uh, investment firms don't even think about it all that carefully as well. So I know mm. like that a number of them, I guess I shouldn't name, name names. names. I, I, should I do it? I don't, I don't know. I, mean, uh, I don't want to. Oh, name, name one. I know in some, some cases, these investment firms just say, we, we go through and we ensure that in the ETFs and the basket of stocks that we, we invest in, that there aren't any porn companies in there at all. I don't know if they actually do it or not. I actually tend, it's such a complicated thing that I actually tend not, not to believe them because a lot of the companies that they still invest in are somehow still tied to the porn industry. For, just as an example of one, you know, ludicrously awful way in which the market moves. Um, but if you, if you go online, I, I will name names. If you go online to uh, like the major uh, investment portfolios for Ave Maria investments, What's number one on their list? Visa, a, a usury company. Like the church has condemned this for how many years? Like since the beginning. The, the Council of Nicaea, where Jesus was proclaimed to be fully man, fully God, also condemned usury. And it's like, that's a Catholic investment firm. Mm. What about the Knights of Columbus? What do they have for their, their retirement accounts? That's two names. That's two names. Um, Google. Uh, Google's on there. Alphabet Inc. Yeah. Amazon's on there. Mm -hmm. I mean, the destruction of the proper middle class, the ownership class, is absolutely abolished by the investments of Catholics. And then you even have to go even further back, even even beyond this, and say, why do we even have a type of stock market in the way that we do? It's it. You don't have the ability to put money into these companies because you really believe in what they're doing. Because you want to like give them some money to continue you their want mission. To do good, yeah. Yeah, you want them to make you money. Right. It's it's it is a medium for greed. It's the same thing of saying, you know, I want to have this money so that I just have more of you it. You know, you're you're blowing my mind because 
you're blackpilling me. You know that thing? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm realizing, I okay, I can critique Google, don't be evil, but that's essentially what we want out of so-called Catholic investing. Mm -hmm. You know, like... What do I want? Well, I want a, you know, a company that's going to invest my money for me and they're going to avoid porn and abortion and all yeah. the bad things that I don't like. Yep. It's like, buddy, that's okay. That's a mitigation of, of an evil. Sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you are wide open for sins of omission because what are you doing? You're saying like, okay, essentially you're saying that there's some things that are really bad that I want to avoid, but you're still investing money without actually knowing what it's doing yeah like you're right back to this lack of personal virtue you're right back to this systems will take care of my money for me and your motivation you're right is entirely the money that you get back and not at all the activities of the company itself i mean if you can look yourself in the eye and say hey i'm making good returns on my investments because amazon is thriving mm -hmm. if you as a catholic can look yourself in the eye and say like you know i'm doing the right thing i'm doing god's holy work like I mean, I don't know what to say to you. Ill-formed. I would, I would look you in the eye and say, you are ill-formed. Sure. Yeah. That's generous. I'd give him a hug afterwards. That's even more generous. <laughs> You're getting to heaven, man. You're going to have to pull me up from, from purgatory. Oh, I don't know if I'm, I'm there yet. Because uh... I was thinking about stabbing them with a little pen knife in the calf. <laughs> <laughs> so you see. <laughs> hey. They might not know why you did it, but <laughs> they know they know that there's something going on. They won't know. Be running on. away after I did. <laughs> yeah. So, but it really does. I mean, also just one last thing along this on this rant is that people might say, "Well, I'm making this money for a good end," but then you got to deal with Saint Paul, who says, "Let us not do ill that good might come from it." Mm. In mm. Romans, so this is this is really a complete reformation of one's way of life. I mean, you find this when Christ goes out to his, his baptism. Everybody says, you know, if John is baptizing uh, a, people into a baptism of repentance, then why did Christ go who was sinless? And, you know, he was really being baptized for what repentance means truly most profoundly and at the etymological level of a re a changing of one's mind, which is one's will, which is one's heart, which is one's soul, which is one's actions as well he left the city mm -hmm. he didn't know he did not participate in the social order of the people anymore did he sin while he was in the social order no of course he didn't was his intention when he came to earth to allow that social order to maintain to to remain once he was done with it absolutely not mm -hmm. he came to topple caesar but not with a sword yeah and so where where does he go right after his baptism he goes further into the wilderness mm -hmm. he goes being tempted by the strong man himself by his great enemy the one who does prop up satan or does prop up caesar and that is satan you know and this is this is what christ has called all of us to into this complete repentance of the social order that we've been living in yeah and maybe one way to make a practical um suggestion here is that once delete your peter pan account that's well, that's one yeah. that's three names <laughs> oh my gosh this guy it's like this trail of destruction behind him okay one thing that i would suggest is that there, there's a lot of hope that comes from following christ and once you 
take the difficult burden of beneficence on you yeah that says okay i can't just avoid evil and make money on avoiding evil like mm -hmm. i have got to do good yep i've got to know what the money is for yep and then spend it for that thing mm -hmm. right like and it involves work on your part oh you yeah. can't be lazy anymore yep right but there's a real excitement here because one thing you can do with your money is invest it in an actual company that you actually want to succeed. Yes. Right? So say that in your town, you know, someone's got a great idea to do composting, to do like a big kind of industrial composting, keep trash out of landfills, and you're excited about that, and you're turning it into soil, and the soil's going in the gardens, and you want to invest in it. Um, do it. Give the compost man your money, right? And you can even, as part of that risk, I'm pretty sure Aquinas at least is with me on this one. As part of that risk, you can work to get your money back. Yeah, um, it has to be a real risk, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's people often say today that all investments are risky to some degree or level, and therefore you can always get your money back on things. But that is often just a stupid claim for usury like mm -hmm. i'm going to give this person money so he can buy a house but i might not get it back from him you know he might not pay me back and therefore i can charge interest on it it's like no that's that's evil wrong and, yeah, and depraved no, you're getting it back but you that's why the government bails you out at the end of it yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly but if there's a real like that compost thing really might not take off yeah you know like you could really lose the money right. that you're putting on so it's exciting it's adventurous it means that you have to work really hard and probably you're going to be working with that guy more right. it's like you your money and your time right. and your labors are actually all going to be unified together yeah, yeah, rather yeah. than just tossing some money in an investment account and not really knowing what people are doing totally. with it actively totally it's like yeah, your, it, your your person is now going to be more involved. yeah and we talk about this a lot like that there's this need to to turn to the local as the actual place where our power is most efficacious mm -hmm. right to do politics better harder stronger more instead of sort of uh just offering ourselves up to the motions of systems that we aren't really taking part in. Mm -hmm. And as much as you can say that about politics, you can say that about money, right? Like we need to actually use it where it's efficacious and powerful. One of the cool things about having a kind of um, no-go on just blanket stock investment sort of behavior, which is just the American way of life, is that it turns you to the local, right? Mm -hmm. Because like you're saying, if, if you now have both a risk and a real love at stake in an investment, yeah. right? Then you sure as hell aren't going to do it in California where you don't know the guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. Uh, unless you're in yeah. California, in which case, move. No, I mean, in which case, <laughs> it, it doesn't apply. Um, but if you are, you're going to turn to the local because you have now a new loyalty and a love and a risk and a fear that you're actually more of a master of. And yeah, it does mean more labor, which is probably why we don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. But here's an idea. If you don't want to do more work, just don't do more work. Don't also try to make money on not doing work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> w w uh, wealth without work is one of these first and primary economic sins. You yeah. know, like when once you separate Adam's toil in the in the garden because mm. work is work is primary it's, it's prelapsarian it's before the fall it was something that god ordained keeping and tilling baby keeping and tilling baby we should get shirts to say that actually keeping keep keep and tilling. tilling 
Awesome. And, and there's proper fruits and overabundant fruits that come from, from that work. But to, then to be able to say, we need to be able to separate the, the laborer from his wealth without him really knowing that it's being separated, which mm-hmm. is what happens in, in a lot of these top-down investments, or even just in changing money prices as the Fed does all the time. It's like, you are... If you don't know this, you need to know this, is that whenever the price of money changes, you are doing work for others for free. Okay, that we'll come back like, to that, that was later. Like, that was like the Joe Biden thing. Yeah, I'm there for you. Anyway. You're all sitting at the table at home, just clenching each other's hands with your with your bony little fingers, and you're worried, and you're and you're and you're and you're dying inside with worry. <laughs> And Sorry. you're reaching across the pillow and all you grab is pillow. <laughs> Biden, Sorry. Biden will save us. Don't yeah, worry. he will. He will. He's going to ban usury. Um, he said that in that stump speech in, uh, was it in North Carolina or South Carolina? Oh, I don't know. I didn't yeah, see yeah. that. Yeah, he said total ban on usury. Um, it's going to be huge. Oh, that is going to be great for yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True Catholic. Yep. True Catholic. Yep. Uh, anyways, I can't really remember where we were going. I don't we know. You going. got really off track. <laughs> Oh, 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 you were saying... Uh, oh, no. top-down investments. Yeah, this is this is a real problem is that once you try and... I mean, there's a double sin here with this whole idea of wealth without work. Mm-hmm. One, you're, that means somebody is working and right. you're separating him from his own wealth. The other thing is that it, it actually malforms your own soul, mm-hmm. which again comes back to the virtues and to beneficence is that we are trying to get to heaven. This is a whole part, a point of, of these conversations of the economy at large is, is to, if, if politics and political economy Mm -hmm. is about your interactions with one another, Mm -hmm. then it ultimately comes down to how well are you loving your neighbors? Yep. You're right, man. All right. So next time we're going to talk about liberality. Oh, no, that wasn't even a good summary, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got, we got. Okay, okay. No, summarize no, it. Um, well, the point is do this. good in summarizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. the thing. Okay, so okay, this is the point. Jesus changes everything, and that includes money. And the way that he changes money is he says, orient it all towards blessing others, right? So that you yourself might be saved in the process. And so you can actively build the kingdom of heaven here. And this is in contradistinction and in opposition to the ways of the nations, right? Who use money as a way to bolster human power, to amass human power. It's a tool for some men appearing as gods over other men, as opposed to some men being able to get rid of their money, to separate themselves from it, and thereby appear as the true God who gives even unto giving his only son. That's the system that we're talking about. Now, the virtues are the perfections of our soul by which we participate in that, Mm. right? We become those kinds of givers. And the point of beneficence, that fundamental orientation to always doing good, to never settling for a neutral, uh, I'm not going to do evil today attitude, Mm -hmm. right? The whole point of it is that it, wow. I totally forgot what I was going to say. Oh, no, no, no. The whole point of it is that it puts you, A, into the adventure of human life and of building up the kingdom yeah, of heaven, right? Yeah. Where every act has a purpose, where, you're, where you're, your goal is always in plain sight, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And that if we can perfect ourselves in this fundamental attitude, right, um, that we are way more 
uh, we're fertile soil, as it were, for the other virtues that are going to build up on this fundamental yeah. um, will, willingness, disposition to do good. Um, and that is where we're going next, right? We're going to yeah. talk about the virtues that more specifically have to do with the different ways we deal with different lumps of cash. Yep. Yep. <sighs> we're going to talk about the, the Catholic principle of how the idea is not teach a man how to fish or, or it's okay. not even give a man a fish and it's not even give a man a fish while you teach him how to fish, though that's really good mm -hmm. and a lot closer. But it's give a man a fishing rod. Give a man a fishing rod. It <laughs> means to his fishy production. It's going to be awesome. Okay. Well, thanks so much for joining us. A new Polity, Pol Polity podcast. We need a new name. And I am really happy, Jacob, that you could walk me through some of this because I tell you, I started this conversation pretty negative. I think I talked about dying <laughs> too much for mom and dad. Try to make it up with Merry Christmas. Just didn't... But Christmas is coming. We're all going to get through this. So remember... Guys, we're all in this together.